the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Sometimes God doesn't take us the shortest route in life. Sometimes God doesn't take us the quickest way. Sometimes God takes us the long way for our own good. For our own good, because he knows we could not handle the challenges we would face going the shorter way. And we can look on and say, but Lord, there's a shorter way. When was the last time you tried to learn a new skill? How long did it take? If you're still using your new skill, how has it evolved? Are you better at it now than you were when you started? Today, Pastor Dan says that God understands you and knows that sometimes you need to take the long road. There was always another way to get there, wherever there is, but God has a purpose in everything. So when you see a shortcut, remember that God has placed you on this path for a very specific reason. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. It shall be a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. Now, verse nine is the origin of the phylacteries that some Jewish people wear even today. The little leather box, if you're not familiar with them, a little leather box that they wear on their forehead and another leather box that they wear on their left hand. And they keep a, a little section of scripture in that little box. Quite often, it's Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 to 10, that they keep in that little box. It's traced back to verse 9. That's where they get it from. Jesus talked about phylacteries. And Matthew chapter 23, verse 5 When speaking of the religious hypocrites, he said they make their phylacteries broad. They like to wear really big boxes on their head and on their wrist to impress people. And really, the idea with this is is not literally wear a box on your head and a box on your wrist, but to always keep the Lord's law at the forefront of everything you do And at the forefront of all your thoughts, you're always thinking about in everything, how do I honor the Lord in this? How do I honor the Lord in my workplace? How do I honor the Lord at school? How do I honor the Lord when I go to the grocery store and interact with this cashier? You know, I've always got that on the forefront 
of my mind. That's the idea. I can wear the box on my head and on my wrist and act completely like a scoundrel, right? You're missing the point if you do that. So verse 11. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. Now, if you're taking notes in verse 12, that word set apart, it's the Hebrew word for Passover that we had in chapter 12 when it was talking about the Lord passing over a house. Now he's saying you should pass over to the Lord all those that open the womb, your firstborn, and verse 12 there. Now, Joseph and Mary did this. They, they made an offering to the Lord because of Jesus, because he was the firstborn male that Mary had. If you want to turn with me over to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, this is the part of our Christmas message now. See how we've tied this into Christmas here? Luke chapter 2, verse 22. Now, when the days of her purification, speaking of Mary, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is from Exodus. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. Notice a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so there were prescribed sacrifices that you could make as an offering on behalf of the male that opens the womb, the firstborn male in your household, Joseph and Mary, they go to Jerusalem to make this offering for Jesus to fulfill this law out of Exodus, but we're told that they offered two young pigeons or two turtle doves. This is where we get it from the song, right? And the two turtle doves, that was the offering of the poorest people. And so that is indicating to us that Joseph and Mary were very poor because they're offering the offering of the poor here. But they're doing this in fulfillment of what we just read in Exodus chapter 13. Now, go back to Exodus chapter 13. So you're to make this offering for the firstborn. If it's a male, there was, you know, a lamb that you would offer. If you were poor, you'd offer two turtle doves. If it was an offering for an animal, you'd offer the animal. It says in verse 13, but every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. If you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck and all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. Now, donkeys were unclean animals. They were allowed to have donkeys and use donkeys as work animals, but they were unclean, so you couldn't offer a donkey to God. And so a lamb would be offered in its place, in place of the firstborn donkey as a substitutionary sacrifice. And we're told here, if you did not offer a lamb for the donkey, you had to break the donkey's neck. And you might be thinking, how exactly would someone go about breaking a donkey's neck? I mean, like logistically, like where would you put your hands? How would you turn it? Like, how do you break a donkey's neck? Well, I actually found a video for you if you want. I'm just kidding. The point is, 
the firstborn is either dedicated or destroyed. You either dedicate it to the Lord or you destroy it. You cannot keep for yourself something that is not dedicated to the Lord. And what's the application for us? Everything we have comes from the Lord. What do you have that you did not receive from the Lord? And so everything we have and everything we do, it should be dedicated to the Lord. We can't have like compartments in our life where I'll dedicate this stuff over here to the Lord. This is for Jesus. But this stuff over here, this is for me. And I'm keeping these compartments separate. I'm, you know, you know, I'll, I'll dedicate my family to the Lord, but I'm not going to dedicate my business to the Lord. I run the business. Right? I've, I've got the MBA, not Jesus. So I'm running the business. No, it's all dedicated to the Lord. You want to honor God with everything that you have. And so verse 14. And so it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? You shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beasts. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Lucky for you, son. It shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Again, this is an opportunity to share with your children about what the Lord has done. And the point here in all of this, and the reason that God had the children of Israel do this with their firstborn of their sons, make an offering of their animals, firstborn animal to offer it to the Lord is because God wanted the children of Israel constantly reminded of the fact that they were redeemed from bondage in Egypt by the mighty hand of God. And God wanted them to remember their redemption. And he wanted them to remember their redemption more than once a year at Passover time. And to remember that it took a sacrifice of an innocent lamb to redeem them, that something had to die to redeem them out of their bondage. He wants that always on their minds. Always remembering where they came from, what God delivered them from, what life used to be like for them before God rescued them and delivered them. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We didn't buy our redemption with gold and silver. We were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as with a lamb without blemish, without spot. He was the perfect sacrifice. And in the New Testament, Jesus tells us to take communion and remember his death on the cross for us, his broken body, his shed blood. And he wants us to constantly remember his death that rescued us and that redeemed us from sin. And so verse 17, we come to the next section. And then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Notice what it says that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people 
change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. They were living in the land of Goshen and the shortest distance up to the promised land, right along the Mediterranean coast. They can go right up that coast into the promised land, but that's not the way that God took them. He takes them out into the wilderness, out into the desert, all the way over to the Red Sea. The most direct route from Egypt to the promised land was right up the Mediterranean coast, but God did not take the children of Israel the shortest route to the promised land. Because the people might change their minds when they see war and want to return back to Egypt. The Egyptians built several military garrisons on the border with the Philistines. And then the Philistines had military garrisons on their side of the border. And the Israelites would have to march past all the Egyptian garrisons and then past all the Philistine garrisons to get to the promised land. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Please note here, please give me your attention. Please don't miss this. God did not take them the shortest route or the quickest route to protect them from trials that would be too much for their faith. Do you hear me? Sometimes God doesn't take us the shortest route in life. Sometimes God doesn't take us the quickest way. Sometimes God takes us the long way for our own good. For our own good, because he knows we could not handle the challenges we would face going the shorter way. And we can look on and say, but Lord, there's a shorter way. But Lord, that way's quicker. Lord, why don't you take me that way? That way will get me where I want to be faster. Lord, Why do you have me going this long way? Lord, why am I going the scenic route? And the Lord says, yes, that way is quicker, but there are challenges you will encounter that way that you would not be able to handle at this point. And this other way is longer, but it will be better for you. You know, there's a verse that, we Christians like to quote often, and that's Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purposes. And some of you can quote that verse from memory. God works all things together for good. That's verse 28. But the next verse, verse 29, says, 
for anew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. You see, the good that God is working in our life is to conform us into the image of his Son. That's what he's trying to do, is to make us more like Jesus. And sometimes taking us the long way will make us more like Jesus than going the shorter way. But it's so much longer. The other way is so much quicker. Yeah, but you're going to be more like Jesus by the end of this. Oh, okay. And some might look at this and say, but wait, God could have taken them the shorter way and delivered the Israelites by some miracle. And the answer to that is yes. God could have performed a miracle, but he chose not to. He chose not to. Because he's not just trying to show miracles to the children of Israel. God has a lot of important lessons for Israel to learn in the wilderness going the long way. Lessons they would have missed if they would have gone straight up the coast to the promised land. Over in Deuteronomy, you don't have to turn there. Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Listen to what the Lord says here. And you shall remember, this is Deuteronomy 8, 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Why? To humble you and test you. To know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. And so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years that you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. God took them the long way so that he could humble them, so that he could test them, so that they could learn what was in their own hearts, so that they could learn God's provision, So they could learn that man does not live on bread alone, but man lives on every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So that they could learn that they need to keep God's commands. And all of that came by going the long way. And they would have missed those important lessons going the shorter way. And there are some things that we cannot learn except by going the long way. You can't mail it in. You can't download it and just fill it out and up. you got to go through it. You have to experience it. And God intentionally takes us the long way. God intentionally chooses not to work a miracle, but just to take us through it so that we learn all of these things about ourselves and our own heart, but more importantly, we learn about the faithfulness and trustworthiness of God. Okay? And so he doesn't take them straight up the coast. He takes them the long way. Look at verse 18 again. Verse 18. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea 
And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Verse 19. So he he leads them out by way of the wilderness. Now, when you see the word wilderness, remember that's speaking of desert. Harsh, difficult, rugged desert. Verse 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. Now, Joseph died some 200 years before the Exodus. But before he died, Joseph made the Israelites swear to take his body with them when they depart Egypt and bury his body back in the promised land. That's Genesis chapter 50 tells us, that the body of Joseph was embalmed by the Egyptians. He was mummified. Joseph was, if you remember from Genesis, he was a national hero. He saved the Egyptian people. He saved the Egyptian nation. And they would have built a huge tomb for Joseph. They would have buried him in a pyramid. Except that Joseph knew prophetically that his people would one day depart Egypt, return back to the promised land, And so that was his request, that he would be buried back in the promised land when they leave. So for 200 years, the Israelites had Joseph's mummy sitting in a coffin waiting for departure. And as they leave, they take Joseph's remains with them. And they'll carry this coffin with them for 40 years in the wilderness. And once they enter the promised land, they'll bury Joseph in Shechem. Verse 20 says, and so they took their journey from Sukkoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. Again, wilderness is harsh, rugged desert. They're about to leave. You can see, if you just look at the satellite image, you can see where the green ends and the desert begins. When you're in Egypt and you leave Egypt and you go into the wilderness, there's no question, am I in Egypt or am I in wilderness? No, there's like a demarcation line and you step up. All right, I'm out of Egypt. I'm in the wilderness now. Here we go. Let's begin this journey. And now they begin this journey here. They go off. Verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. So we're introduced to this now for the first time. Verse 22, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. This is God's Shekinah glory, God's presence with them. And his presence went before them, leading them in their journey. God's presence was manifested as a cloud by day, providing shade from the desert sun, a pillar of fire by night, providing light to light their way at night so they could continue their journey at night. And God's presence led them. Now, we don't have a pillar of fire or a cloud to lead us like the Israelites. Instead, God has given us the Holy Spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're born again. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you to guide you and to lead you. And we have the Word of God walk in the Spirit, we're led by the Spirit, and His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And that's now how God leads us. God hasn't left us to figure out our way through life on our own. He guides us by His Spirit and by His Word. Now that brings us to chapter 14. 
Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been... Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.